here we'll do a review of the Sicha Vayichi in Chelek Lamed, in volume 30, Sicha Aleph Aparshas Vayichi. The Rebbe discusses over here the incident, the discussion between uh, Yaakov and Yosef. Uh, when Yaakov asked Yosef to take him to um, to take him to bury him in the land of Canaan, um, he he begins a discussion about the fact that Yosef's mother Rachel was actually not buried in the Maris Machpela. She was buried in the middle of the way over there, and he has a discussion. He's saying, "Here, I'm troubling you to go ahead and bring me to the land of Canaan to bury me in the Maris Machpela." And here, your own mother, I didn't trouble, I didn't bury the Amaris Machpelo. And, um, and he tells him that, you know, it was Hashem's instruction that your mother be buried over there, so she will be there uh, for her children when they go up, uh, eventually when the Yidden war uh, led into Golos by Nebuzaradan, and they passed to Keberochel, she would come out and pray for them, and the Abishter would listen to her eventually. So the Rebbe is going to explain this whole discussion and why Rashi chooses to explain it this way, as we'll see inside. Let's look inside. I was coming from Padanaram. That's on his way from Lovon. And he was traveling to... Uh, to his father, to Yitzchak, on the way. Um, by the way, it's brought down some of the Mephoshim. She was all of 36 years old. So, Mesa Olai Rochel. So, Rochel died on me. And um, uh, that's also, um, as the Rebbe is going to explain later on, it was very traumatic for Yaakov. Uh, even though Yaakov had other wives, but it was... Uh, it was the Aishas Neurim, as the Gemara says, the first, the main wife, even though Leah was married to him first, but she was actually, uh, the Rebbe explains, the Kedushin, he worked for her, so she was actually the first wife. But nevertheless, she died on the way, and he says, And I buried her there on the road. So Pirush Rashi, Rashi explained, I came from Padmugaymer, even though I'm troubling upon you to lead me to get buried in the land of Canaan, and I did not do so to your mother, now of course she wasn't there as Canaan, because even Beislechem was there as Canaan, but he didn't lead her, but I buried her there. In other words, I didn't take her anywhere below. Even to Beislechem, I didn't bring her. To bring her into the land. Because that was on the road. I mean, I said that uh, it was on the road, but it was probably in Eretz Yisrael, but it's not considered to, here it says to bring it into the Eretz. Okay, maybe that wasn't exactly, I'm not sure, but he says, I know that there is in your heart on me. Exactly, this will be a key that the Rebbe will explain. The Rashi, usually it's understand that you're upset with me. It's on your heart on me, that you have a grievance against me. 
The Rebbe is going to explain that it means something different. It's not really a grievance, but we'll see what the Rebbe explains. But I want you to know that it was based on the word of Hashem that I buried her there. So that she will be a help for her children. When Vuzardin will exile the Yidin, and they will go through there, and they go through during that, in that way. Yotzos Rochel al-Kibra, Rochel goes out on her grave, and she cries, and she asks uh, pity, compassion for Hashem, from the Shenemar, as the verse says in, this is a verse in Yirmiyo, Perek Lamad Allah, Posek Yudalet, it says, Koil Baromo Nishma Vegoimer, there was a voice out loud that is being heard. The Posik says over there, Rochel Mevako Al Boneho, Rochel is crying for her children. And Hashem answers her, Yes, Charlip Ulosech, there is reward for your act. Um Hashem says, Hashem Begoimer, Veshavu Bonim Ligvulom, and the children will return back to their boundaries, to the territory, they'll be back. And it turns out that it's her crying and her coming out and praying for them that is actually going to help them, that she'll be a help for them, because through her crying, Hashem says, Again, what exactly does it mean there is reward for your activity? We'll see, this is part also in the discussion of the Rebbe, what is it that Rachel did? Did she do something else besides the fact that she went out to cry for them? The Rebbe is going to learn the fact that she sort of agreed to give up her place in the Ma'aras HaMachpelo in order to be there for her children. That is considered as we'll see, the Rebbe will explain all this in great detail. So simply, this is not understood. There is several of the commentaries on the Pasuk. They explain the verse of I, when I came. That it's in the language of the verse itself. It's explained the excuse of Yaakov. Why he didn't lead Rachel to the Moritz Machpelos. As for example, as the Ramban explains, that in the verse itself it gives you the she may She died on the road all of a sudden. So he had no couldn't get ready. He couldn't bury her in the Aras Machpelah, the Moras Machpelah. Because how can he leave his children and all of his cattle in the middle of the way? He had no choice. He couldn't leave. Oi, that's one interpretation that I'm bound to Pirusha Siforno, or the explanation of the Siforno. That so much overpowered me, my preoccupation, the Evli of Avuloise and my mourning, 
I couldn't gather the strength to lead her to the Marisamachpelos. So, in this case, that means the Pasik itself is saying, uh, she died all of a sudden. So, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I wanted to. So, why did Rashi neglect, let go of these common, this interpretation? Which are according to the Pshat, and he uses the words of the Agode, which have no hint in the Posik, that whole story. Badra, the contrary. Turns out that the Pirush Rashi, according to Rashi, Nimso, Shatim Hoin Hoinyan. Tim is using the um, wording of the commentary. Uh, the Tim meaning the surprising, the wonders, the not under uh, part that's not understood, which is Anhogas Yaakov's conduct that he buries her on the road and he doesn't even bring her to Beslachem. That's surprising matter that the Pasuk says. But the main thing is, the Pasuk doesn't mention at all. And there's no mention, there's no reasoning over there. So why would he mention just the uh, part of, surprising part the Pasuk will talk about, why he did something which doesn't make any sense, it would seem, why the very but doesn't give you the answer. So why does Rashi not use one of the other commentators. Also, we can uh, look into the language of Rashi in Hashem's response to Rachel. He says, There is reward. What is the reward? They're going to return to their boundaries. So, it says, So it's not understood. Over here, it's not mentioned any act of Rochel that she deserves a reward for. It says, There is reward for your activity. She didn't do, she was only asking. So you should say, there's a reward for your prayer. But what is the lipulosich? So, what does it mean, Rashi mean, yeshchar lipulosich? So, it says, in the Meforshim, they bring the words of the Medrash, which says, that when she asked Hashem, Rochel mentions, she lebeiso, that she had brought in her tzara, her sister, Leah, to her home, and she had given her the signs that she made up with Yaakov in order not to embarrass Leah. And Hashem responds to her, There is reward for what you have done. The fact that your activity and your righteousness that you gave the simonim to your sister, there is reward. 
Abu Bepirush Rashi Kanla, he's Kirzaklal. But Rashi does not mention this at all. So what does it mean? And also would be fitting to bring down over here the, also the continuation there is hope for your the end says Hashem so why not also bring down the yesh that the Pazir Rashi just stops by the Shavabonim Ligvulam that says right next to So why doesn't Rashi bring this down? Understand this by introducing additional explanation in Rashi's words. I know that you have on, in your heart on me. So the Chayre in the Muvan, the Chayre is not understood. From this itself, Yaakov never apologized, never excused himself before Yosef during all these years for burying Rachel on the road. Mashma. So here it turns out because of all that we never find this, it's, it, it, it seems like that the main uh, grievance of Yosef became or was aroused after Yaakov swears to him to trouble him that he should leave him and to bury him there. That's when he became sort of upset. As also we understand from Rashi's language. Even though that I am troubling upon you to lead me to be buried in the land of Canaan, and I didn't do so to your mother. The grievance is that I didn't do so to your mother. That is a result from this that I'm troubling you to lead me. Here I'm troubling Yichulu. I'm troubling you to take me to the land of Canaan. And how come I didn't do so to your mother? But seems surprising. That almost appears like a feeling of revenge, God forbid. Because the thing itself that she was buried there, that Yosef did not have any grievance against Yaakov. That's why he didn't bother him. But actually, it's Canaan. But when he troubles him to take the land of Canaan, so then he has a feeling of grievance. Why he didn't trouble to bury Rachel in the Mara Samachpela? So it turns out now you're asking me, how come you didn't do it for my mother? Could Yaakov suspect Yosef? He's saying, I know that you have. My, uh, now you're upset with me, I'm troubling you, and I didn't trouble your mother. The Rashi doesn't mean when I say there is in your heart on me, it doesn't talk about a grievance over here. doesn't mean here a, a grievance. It's God forbid that we should suspect Yosef 
that he had an argument, he had a complaint on Yaakov, for not bearing Rochel in the Moras Machpelah. For Yosef for sure understood that Yaakov would do everything in his capability to bury Rachel in the Mars Machpelah. She should be buried with him. Especially when he knew the great love of Yaakov to Rachel. The Imloy also Yaakov came, and if Yaakov didn't do so, Vadai for sure he's not guilty at all. So there was really no argument, there was no tainan of Yosef against. That that was clear. here, but the issue is here, Yesh Bilipcho Olai. There is in your heart on me. Even though he understands logically that you can't accuse, you can't fault Yaakov. But at the end of the day, Rochel is lacking this advantage of being buried in Moras Machpelah. Since the lacking is existing, there is in Yaakov's heart, there is on Yaakov. Which, so since Sachson Kayim, Yesh Bilibashal Yosef al Yaakov, so therefore there is still in Yosef's heart and Yaakov, which means Nishar. Notwithstanding, he doesn't have an argument, but yet the pain in the heart remains. The Lomo Yugra Rochel Why should uh, the portion of Rochel be lacking, why should she not be Moris Machpelis? In other words, you have good reason, but still, it's a pain in the heart. It has a heartache of that, that she doesn't have the Moris Machpelis. And the force of that feeling, that was aroused by Yosef. When Yaakov tells him, to take him, to get buried in the land of Kranos Machpelah, she said, Mad Gish is going to Lamailish Vikfudim Moras Machpelah. That emphasizes the great advantage of being buried in the Moras Machpelah. To the extent that because of this, Matriach is Yosef, he's troubling Yosef with Farhesia and publicly Bavshinog by COVID, even though he is honoring Yosef Yaakov, and still he is troubling Yosef. To go take him, to take him there. This increases more the sense of lacking by Rochel that she didn't marry to be buried over there. In order to take away this feeling from uh, from Yosef. Omar Yaakov says, So what he's saying over here is trying to take away that feeling, that of lacking which Yosef has about his mother. Okay. Uh, so, she Yaakov, his brother Yosef, shall pee her dibur kabartiv shom, 
That it was by the word of Hashem that I buried her there. So that she should be for a help for her children. So, so now we understand simply why he needed to bring these uh, words of the Agodah. It didn't say simply like the other ones, Sif Aleph, who say that it was a excuses. In their interpretation, they're only excusing. There is like reasoning. Yaakov wasn't guilty of that. But those words do not have enough to take away that which is in Yosef's heart. So in other words, we're trying to console Yosef. By telling Yosef that there is a good reason why I didn't do it, you're just deflecting the blame from yourself. You say, I'm not to blame because I had a good reason. But that, wouldn't, that wasn't what was bothering Yosef. What was bothering Yosef was that his mother is lacking. Yosef, Rashi is trying to explain how to give Yosef a good feeling to see that his mother actually was there. It's not lacking. There is a reason that Rachel was buried on the way. There should be a support for her children, help for her children. And further, and that's also perhaps the main, the Rebbe says in the question mark, maybe the question, this points, emphasizes the special advantage of Rachel. She is the one that brought about the promise of Hashem that the children will go back to Eretz Yisrael, to the boundaries. We'll come on as we see later on. And that's why that is a sufficient response that removes that sense of the heart, of that sense of of lacking in his heart. In explaining this matter. This that Yaakov buried Rachel on the way, based on the words of Hashem, so she should be a support for her children. So it doesn't mean that something was missing by Rachel because she was working for her sons. So she gave up. But on the contrary, since this is the redemption of her children, Rachel's children, this is the goodness, and this is the luck. This is the for Rachel. So we are sure that Rachel by herself would agree to this, and she would demand this. Because this is something which is helping the children. So she's not giving herself up for someone else, but this is what she wants. This Rashi's intent by Viyay that he brings down as a Kosuf, the Posik by Kodesh Baruch Meshiva, he says, Yesh Scharli Pulosik, Numashem, there is reward for what you did. 
And in the Maskev Shupul Shal Rochem, he doesn't mention no act of Rochem. Her act, what she did, was that she was, that is the act. Uh, so that she would be a support for her children. Why did Hashem command Yaakov to do so? This was actually what Rachel wanted. It doesn't say so in the post, but the Ebishter told Yaakov to do so because that's what Rachel wanted. Rachel wanted to be buried there so that she can be there for her children. In a different language a little bit. That when Rachel is asking for mercy, specifically that the fact that she has the power to bring the promise that Hashem will bring them back to the land is is actually as a reward, as a merit for this act. That she is ready to forego the great advantage of being buried in Moris Machpelo so she'll be a support for her children. That the fact that you are ready to give up your uh, place to be a help for your kids, that itself is going to be the help for your children. Based on this, we can explain, at least in the inner matters of things, the continuation of the Psukim. That this was said, Yaakov says it to Yosef, following up to his words about Ephraim and Menashe. Seems like, the Rebbe brings down, seems like surprising the place where this Pasik is stated. So this was already uh, a surprise. The Mephorshim were wondering, the Yaakov should have introduced, are you with me? He should have, if he wanted to excuse himself, so before he's asking Yosef, he should tell him, he should, he should excuse himself. He says, when he made the oath that you should carry from Mitzrayim, bury in their burial place, not in this standing, he didn't mention over here about Canaan. He was benching his grandchildren. He told him he was bringing his He was only benching them and also that they are going to enter into the count of the other tribes. They'll take a part in the land. They'll be like Ephraim Menashe. So the Yeshloimar, so how does it belong over there? Shibze Romas Lehatam that with this he gave him a hint for the reason. Why is it that the two sons that were born to you in land of Mitzrayim till I came to you, Mitzrayim, are mine, they're like my sons? The fact that also those sons that were born in the land of Mitzrayim until I came to you 
are part of the cheshman of the other, my son, whom mipnei zechus shel rachum. That is because of the merit of rachum. The kivon shehi hoisa muchanas li cover bederech. Since she was prepared to be buried on the road, not together with Yaakov, in order so that she would be a support for her children, that's why she married it. That the sons of her sons, Yosef was her son. So the sons of her son, that they were born in the land of Mitzrayim until I came to Mitzrayim. They weren't next to Yaakov. They were in Mitzrayim. They were far away. their mind. So basically, over here, he's mentioning, the Rebbe is mentioning here that there's a hint over here that why do they have the zuchus of Manash and Ephraim to become like his sons? That's in the zuchus of what Rachel stands for, what she's ready, ready to do. And that's why he brings it up over here. In the Gemara, on this Pesach, it says, She died on me. Which means, why say, Why lie on me? So the Gemara says that wife doesn't die only for her husband. In other words, her husband is the one who really feels the loss of the wife because uh, other people have other, they have uh, families, but this is just for the wife. So the Chidush explains, It comes as a follow-up to what says in that discussion before that, it talks about the first wife. Um, uh, this is in, in the Gemara Sanhedrin. So it says over there, Aishas Nurim. It's called the, the Aishas Nurim in a wife from his youth, his first wife. Why was Yaakov saying, even though he had other wives? Because the real Koiras Ruach, the pleasantness of Ruach, he had. In his was his first wife, and the Rebbe explains in the note that it doesn't mean that he wanted her to be his first wife because technically she was his first wife, as I mentioned earlier, because he worked for her, so he gave the kedushin that was his payment to acquire her. So that means that she was actually for the Rebbe has in the footnote a whole discussion about this, and she was vakeres habayis. It was the mainstay of the house was rochel and as understood in Rashi and the Torah, Rochel Hoysa Keres Habayis. Rochel was the main of the house. Vechenis of a medrash, is a medrash. Rochel Hoysa Ikrash Habayis. She was the main of the house. Vead Sibiglal Zeh Nikri Yisrael Al Shmo. The Yidden are called on the name of Rochel. Vapi Anal Yesh Loimar. So based on the above, we can say Sheshnei Hoyn Yonim Shebekos of Zeh. But the two matters in this pasuk, Aleph, he's not slusher Shel Yaakov. This that Yaakov is sort of excusing himself for burying Rachel on the road, so that she should be there to help her children and base. And the 
emphasis that that emphasizes the fact that she was the main of the house. They are connected to each other. Because this characteristic that we find by Rochel, this is to forego on your own greatness. To be buried with Yaakov, our father, so that she can be of a help to her children. He, he, that is the main characteristic that exists by every kosher woman, by Yiddin, whose mission is to be the mainstay of the house. To explain this, the rule that I was created to serve my Creator applies to men and women equally. There is exists a distinction, a difference between a man and a woman. The main service of Hashem. Of a man is is the occupation of Torah and davening and the observance of all the mitzvahs. And in this also includes since one has to occupy himself in the ways of the world and occupy with the livelihood. Also the service of the person in all your ways you should know Hashem and all your deeds should be for the sake of heaven. So that's as far as men go. As opposed to, as it applies to women. They're exempt from the time-bound mitzvahs, the positive mitzvahs that are time-bound. They're also exempt from the learning of Torah besides those laws that are necessary for them. Since they need to be occupied in the needs of the house. As explained in the Rishonim, that for this reason a woman is exempt from the positive mitzvah which are time bound. Because the, the needs of the house are upon her. Uh, and perhaps we can say that way you can tell the greatness, the advantage of women. When we talk about men, their main service of their service of Hashem, it's in an open way. That type of service can cause a sense of satisfaction. Being happy with your lot. And then you can come to a sense of yeshus. I'll call upon him the dakas, the dakas, even in a small way. As opposed to women. That's why we also understand the difference as far as the lineage goes. That the essence and the general name Yisrael, that hinges on the mother. If you're born to a Jewish mother, you're a Yisrael. Even if the father is not Jewish. But the details, the distinction within the Yisrael, that hinges on the father's family. Because 
Because to be a Jew, that depends on the fact of being a part of Hashem. That's beyond separation to details. But the, the differences between a and a Levi Yisrael, those are various different steps in the revelation of holiness. That hinges on the person. Because the service of Hashem, of a man, is in revealed level of Kedusha. That's why those revealed parts depend on the man and the family of the man. And this is Yaakov's intent when he says to Yosef, even though that I'm troubling you to take me to be buried in Canaan, and I didn't do so to your mother, which he says, This is the difference between Yaakov and Rochel. It was for Yaakov and not for Rochel. Because of Yaakov's aspect and the service of Yaakov, he needs to be buried in Maras Mapillah. Together with all the other forefathers, has to be in a place, in a situation, in a place of open Kedusha. But what is the distinct advantage, greatness of Rachel? that she forgoes on the wholesomeness and her own advantage, to be buried in order so that she can be there to help her children. Not only her direct children, sons, that, children that she'll have after many generations. Children that are in a situation, in a standing which is not uh, unacceptable. They're, that's why they're in Golos. To the extent that that's where they're going to exile. Because of those sins that have, those sons that have sinned in exile. She forgoes on her privilege to be buried in Maras Machpelah together with Yaakov Vinu, the Meshach Meiz Alfishon for hundreds and thousands of years. Kidei shall teizet tuchalis lezlebanel, so that this way she should be able to be a support for her children. That's the reason she heviyas avtocha the v'shavu ban levula. She brought the promise that the sons will return to their boundaries. Since she forego her own advantage for these children, because of the inner connection that is between her and them, in anywhere they are, they don't care if they, but even though they sin, but she's still connected. So this brings down, draws down from above, mido keneged mido. Measure by measure, measurement shall the Morris Matsovim Hagolu shall abonim. Shinishai the Golis. Notwithstanding the situation, the open situation of the sons, that they have been uh, guilty and they're going into Golus, 
Yiftiach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem promises Vishavu Banim Lugvulam that they will return back to their territory. They're still children. Definitely they will come back to their territory. The true and complete redemption may be made in Mamash very soon in our days.